For most people, housing is 25 to 30% of people's living expenses and your biggest expense overall. That is a big chunk of change. What if you could reduce or even eliminate that expense? Lowering your biggest expense would dramatically impact how much you could invest and multiply your money and help you on your journey towards financial freedom. So in this episode, I want to define how to tell if your house is an asset, define the term house hacking, and show you how you can start house hacking now. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Should a house someone owns be considered an asset? Many people have believed that if they own a house, it is something that is going to be considered an asset for them. However, if you remember our definition of an asset, it is anything that puts money into your pocket. So does the house you are living in do that for you? It depends on how you use it. Is it putting money into your pocket or taking money out of your pocket? The argument people make for a house being an asset is that it will appreciate in value. You bought it at 100000 and plan to sell it in five years or so for 130000 While that may very well happen, you are speculating what the housing market will look like five years from now. Many people in 2008, when there was a housing crash, found out the hard way that their home was not actually an asset, but a liability and lost a lot of money because what they thought would be an appreciating asset, meaning it goes up in value, actually depreciated and went down so they had to sell at a loss. Now let me say this, I'm all for having a house to myself, especially if I have a family with kids. I want to be in a good neighborhood. That would be something that I would buy, a liability that I would buy. And it's not wrong to own a house if it's not acting as, a, as an asset. But for those of you that may be younger, in college, living on your own, we're just talking about the concept on if your house is an asset or a liability and showing how it is possible to turn that liability into an asset. So with that being said, let's get into defining the phrase or the term house hacking. If you haven't heard of the term house hacking before, what that means is you live in one unit or room in the house you are living in while renting out the other rooms or units to pay the expenses on the property that you own. And to me, this is the best way to get started in real estate if you are young or maybe living on your own. So here are some different ways to house hack. You could get a duplex, which is just two units attached, a triplex or even a quadplex, live in one unit and rent out the rest of the units. Now, just FYI, anything over four units is actually considered commercial property and you won't be able to get a residential loan on that. Now, why that's important is because with the mortgages on residential properties, you could actually get a 30-year loan, also known as amortization, and have a low fixed interest rate for those 30 years. Fixed interest rate just means that if you start with an interest rate of 3.5%, for example, 
you actually keep that same interest rate the whole time unless you refinance. The alternative to fixed interest rates is what is called balloon or floating interest rates, which means that in five years or so, whatever the bank decides on the terms, the interest rate might actually change going up or maybe even down to keep up with economic inflation. Don't get lost in all those terms right now. Just focus on the fact that if you have a duplex where the expenses each month are, let's say, $1,000, but you rent out the other side for $750, you just added $750 to your pocket per month, all while building up equity in this property. Heck, imagine having a fourplex where your expenses are $2,000 and you have three people paying you $750 for rent per month. You are now eliminating your living expense. You are living in a house for free, making money at the place you live, and getting experience managing real estate. That is huge for those especially of you who want to get in real estate. Think of it like having a paid scholarship in the school of real estate. Your tuition for real estate is minimal to none, and that is always nice. You are on scholarship to the school of real estate. You may not want to manage the property. You don't have to. You could outsource management to a property manager. A lot of people don't like the idea of real estate because they don't want to be fixing toilets or taking late night phone calls about something that needs to be repaired. I don't like that either. That's why I look for bigger properties that I can afford to properly pay a property manager. So don't let being a landlord scare you out of investing in real estate. You can hire a property manager. Just make sure you find one that doesn't charge a ridiculous amount to manage because it really isn't that difficult and you don't want them to eat into your bottom line and into your cash flow that much. While you can own a two to four unit property and rent out the other units, the house hacking options don't end there. Let's say you had a single family house. Say it's a three bedroom house. You could easily just rent out the other two rooms in your house. This would be great for college students. Or you could maybe even do some short-term rentals, although you would probably need to double-check that short-term rentals are okay with the lender that you would use. But there are plenty of options out there for you to house hack a property, and I believe that it is the best way for someone to be able to get started in real estate investing. Now you may be saying, this all sounds great, but I don't have the money for real estate. Real estate investing is expensive. Well, let's look at some of the numbers and see if it is an attainable goal before we write it off so quickly. So let's say you're looking at a $100,000 single-family house. The nice thing about purchasing properties where you are intending on living is that you can get loans that may only require 3 to 5% as a down payment. Now, to go along with that down payment, there will be some closing costs, which may be around $1,500, probably more like $2,000 on that property. So more or less, it might cost you around $7,000. That's a rough estimate there. Now, that is definitely a lot of money, but I also think that is definitely an attainable goal for someone to have. Just a heads up, you will probably need to show that you have income from a W-2 job because the bank, the people lending you money, is going to want to make sure that you have some sort of money coming in, and they will want to see that you aren't over-leveraging yourself with debt. If you can't qualify for the loan yourself, you could see if a parent or someone else might be willing to co-sign on the loan and maybe even split the down payment on the house. Some people might not have the luxury of having a parent that can co-sign, but if you could find anybody that could co-sign on the loan, you could offer them equity in the deal. 
kind of negotiating on the real estate property. There are many different ways to find a way to qualify for a property that you are wanting to buy. Check out this one other creative way of being able to help you qualify for a loan. If you're buying a fourplex and going to live there so you can get a residential loan on it, you can actually use 75% of the appraised rents as part of your income with a lender and use that to help you qualify for a loan on a bigger property. Now let me break that down a little bit. Let's say a fourplex has three units renting at $650 each. Multiply that by three, that is $1,950. The appraisal is going to see what the rents are in that area. So they're going to look at the comps and say, yeah, the rents in that area are $650, or they might say higher or lower. They will take 75% of your rent collected. So let's say the comps come out at $650, they're right on the money. They will take that 75% of the $1,950 which is roughly $1,400, $1,450. And you can use that as an additional part of your income to help you qualify for a bigger loan. So originally, you could only qualify for a $200,000 property, but now, because you are able to use some of this rental income as part of your income, you could maybe qualify for a $300,000 property on this fourplex because you are technically making that much more income. And to me, that is awesome. So what I want to say is where there is a will, there is a way. I don't like to take no for an answer. And as you become more financially literate, you will learn how to get creative on different ways to get from point A to point B. Whether you are 18, in college, out of college, whatever, you can start house hacking now. Save up for a summer or whatever it may be to help you afford the down payment and the closing costs or whatever costs that might come your way so you can get into real estate. Now a quick tip on analyzing if a property is a good fit because we want to invest by looking at numbers with money vision. We don't want to invest emotionally. A lot of people do get in trouble because they look at the pictures of a property on Zillow or Realtor.com and get emotionally attached to a property rather than looking at the numbers to see if it is a good deal for you. If you are house hacking, you aren't just buying a property you're buying an investment. So you need to make sure the numbers work for you. Now I say this, but take it with a grain of salt because ultimately the point of house hacking isn't necessarily to make money, but to help you cut down your biggest expense. But here are a couple of tips briefly, and we will get more into real estate analysis in other episodes, but I wanted you to know a little bit of something before you just go and purchase a property as you need to be wise because it's not an asset that is liquid as things like a stock market or crypto, because once your money is there, it's locked in for a little bit. But one guideline to use is what is called the 1% rule. This just means if you find a property where one month of the rental income collected is 1% of the purchase price, it has a really good chance of being a cash flowing property. Well, especially if you're house hacking it, it doesn't even have to quite meet that rule, but that's just a guideline. So the math on that is if you find a property that is trying to be sold at $100,000, you need to see if rent in that area would be around $1,000. So $1,000 for one month is 1% of the purchase price. Therefore, it more or less meets the 1% rule. And a simple way to look at the comps of the rents in that area is just to go on Zillow. You can look at things that are for rent and see what rents are going for around the property. 
Also, if you want to see what the monthly payment would be on a mortgage, you could just Google mortgage calculator, plug in how much you would be borrowing, not the purchase price, but how much you would be borrowing for how many years, which is most likely 30, and plug in an interest rate to see what the estimated monthly payment for your mortgage would be. Now, that's not all expenses. That's just the mortgage. That's just your loan. You also have taxes, insurance, repairs and maintenance on the property, and so on. Those are a couple of things just for you to look out for. But remember, while it would be awesome to make money on a property that you are living in, the main goal of house hacking is really just seeing how much you can cut your living expense down and get a foot in the door with real estate investing. In closing, a house can be an asset or a liability. It simply depends on if it is putting money into your pocket or taking money out of your pocket. House hacking is an excellent way to get a taste of real estate investing for those who may be younger and wanting to get a foot in the door. On top of the experience it will give you, it can lower your expenses dramatically so that you can focus on investing in more assets and fast-tracking your financial freedom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.